I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. This season on Downton Abbey, a lot happened. A cousin inherited a house. Who knew? That's pretty cool. And there's a lot of people working downstairs. They're very interesting too. And there's a family that already lives in the house, the Granthams. So if you've been listening this far, none of this is a surprise. But we're going to break down the whole season in one little package. So enjoy. Seasons change. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Wait, wait. So to go back to your intro, did, did Matthew inherit a house? Did, I think he did. <laughs> I mean, he's on his way there. There's a whole bunch of drama about the entail, but has he entailed that, gotten the house yet? Not, not necessarily. Not necessarily, but he he, he will get we'll the see. house. We'll see. Hopefully, yeah. Well, we know yeah. following the, the uh, baby incident... He has the house. Well, uh, I don't know. Is Mary going to marry him? It seems like it's up in the air. But they, I mean, when Robert dies, they're done. If if she doesn't marry him. Well, she could find another man, right? Or but no, then she, she wouldn't it, get right? the house. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess he may get the house. Yeah. Unless Cora gets pregnant again. Yeah, maybe. It would be biblical to happen. It would be very interesting. So. Yeah. Um. What you, we we just want to wrap up this whole season before jumping into season two, and as you can hear, Corey is skyping in, so we'd rather give you this sort of middle content rather than episode breakdowns over over Skype because we we want to give you the best, and episodes are the best. So I I want to give you the best. I want to be there recording in the studio with Dave when we break down each and every episode. But, you know, there is so much supplemental material for Downton that you might get these Skype episodes every now and again. And just like with our exhibition episode, you know, you still got it. It's still free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're complaining about the audio quality here, let us know. And then I'll just stop calling in remotely and just show up more often in Connecticut to record with Dave. Or I'll, I'll record alone because there's nothing more depressing than... Uh, someone talking to themselves for 45 minutes about down heavy yeah, that would be eh, stranger be things have happened yeah so out the gate we just want to thank everybody for sticking with us through season one mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're, we're stacking up listeners we are we are all over the world you know we said it last time thank you to reddit thank you to people who are subscribing on itunes stitcher However, Thank you to else. D- Detroit apparently. Yeah, we got a, some, a lot of love in Detroit. <laughs> Never been, but would love to stop by and talk about Downton Abbey. Yeah, if you are in Detroit and you want to hit us up and maybe offer us a, a couch space, that would be fun. Sure, yeah. we'll take it. We, yeah, um, and we're actually we, we're on Instagram, and uh, you know we we had a we had our first ever interaction, I think, with a fan. That's true. It, it took a turn. I didn't expect this at all. That is true. It just before we even get into it, it's Lords underscore of underscore Grantham on Instagram. Yes, on Instagram, and I'm going to be drawing over some photos and just uploading pictures throughout the week. They may be stupid. I don't know. We're 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 trying to keep you 
keep you in, our, in your minds, you know? Yeah, the, the, the Lord's just want to never leave you alone for any... <laughs> we want to exactly. bother you. We're going to be in your conscious. Uh, but apparently uh, there was a commenter, their name, uh, Dockerific. Uh, I, I believe this means they're a Michelle Dockery fan. Oh, yo, surprise. Yeah, um, and they had some... You know, we, we are critical of Edith on the podcast. Uh, Dockerific is... Was, is quite critical of edith uh call, going so far as to call her evil <laughs> and that she deserved to burn in hell and um i mean i don't agree with that that's a, that's a little harsh on edith she's a wet rag but i, I don't think she deserves to burn in hell i do you dave what i mean where how do you fall i don't think i don't think many people let alone fictional characters in a show as tepid as downton abbey deserve to burn in hell yeah, I mean, I, I said that. I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. And they, they responded saying that she deserves maximum condemnation. Wow. <laughs> maximum condemnation. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Dockery fans, they, they just go hard, I guess. I didn't know that was a thing. Are they like believers? Dockerific? <laughs> well, Is Dockerific the leader of this movement? I, I guess. I mean, do they watch all her shows and stuff? I, let me just look at this profile for a second. What, what does Dockerific think of nonstop? The Liam Neeson film. <laughs> what, where she's a stewardess? On she's a, a stewardess. Yeah. I mean, if she's <laughs> truly dockerific, she has to have an opinion on taken in a plane. Yeah. I mean, well, this account has photos from her, her Western show that she was on, uh, Godless, and uh, stuff from Good Behavior. No, they're all in on her all together. Where's, how far down the feed until you hit nonstop? Uh, <laughs> well, let me see. There's a... Uh, there's 248 posts. I, I don't see it coming up, though. Well, we, I mean, she knows. Doc, I'm assuming Dockerific Doc is a female. You sure? Is it a male? If it's a male, I think that's a little strange. I guess we're doing this podcast, and that's strange. This may be a male. Wait, there's a photo of Dockery with a person, but is this the guy, though? This is like Catfish. Yeah, I know. We're gonna now that we're gonna lose this listener because they're gonna be like, "Who the hell? weirdos looking at my profile?" But I bet Dockerific found us through hashtags, probably. That's right? true. We've been we've been on top of that. I mean, I do think we should outright message Dockerific and let him or her know that we are talking about him or her on this podcast. Yeah. yeah so sure. you know what, Dockerific, if you have words for us about Lady Edith burning in hell. <laughs> send us a send us a, a rant. You can record audio and send it to us. We'll play it before an episode. You know what the bizarre thing is? Okay, so now I've gone through most of this profile because there's only 250 posts. It's almost entirely based around the show Godless, the Western show that debuted in November with her in it. Uh, so I, I it's all right. <laughs> I mean, I see some Down Abbey posts, but it seems like they're just really like. Michelle Dockery. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, we're not trying to troll Dockerific either. You know, we we respect anyone who who reaches out to us. Yeah, and and they tag Michelle Dockery in a lot of their posts. Oh, I didn't know. Now I'm on Michelle Dockery's page. She's called the Ladies. Okay, I'm going way too far down the rabbit hole of the actors now. Down at yeah, the, like the, uh, podcast recording 101 is just don't play around on your phone <laughs> during the recording, and then yeah, you yeah. find yourself down a rabbit hole of Michelle Dockery. But anyways, fans, if you have uh, any, if you, there's any Edith defenders out, out, out there, get on our Instagram, comment back at the Dockerific, you know, let us know if you love Edith. Don't be rude to Dockerific. 
Even though Dr. Yeah. was rude to us. Rude to Edith. Well, not to us, but rude to Edith. To Edith, yeah. yes. An imaginary character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and another thank you, we want to thank our friend Kate over at the Library Hop, who has been doing mm-hmm. uh, some guerrilla marketing for us. I know it's her birthday today, so happy birthday, Kate, at the Library Hop. I know, yeah, Corey, you have a lot of fondness for libraries as well. I mean, all the downtown Abbey fans at the library, you know, there's so many of them. Yeah, uh, it, so. is, it is in the DNA of Downton libraries. So it's in my DNA for sure. I spent way too long a time at one. So. so if you're in the northeastern United States and love all things libraries mm-hmm. and how amazing they are and how crucial they are to our community, follow. And if you want, and if you want to check out a copy of a season of Downton Abbey, yeah, if you don't have Amazon Prime, library. yeah, your library will have all the seasons of Downton Abbey. Believe me. Yeah, and we're gonna see if a library hop will will just verify that every library she goes to has Downton Abbey on DVD. It's important to us. It is. So yeah, thanks, Kate. Yeah, fan love, love it. So is there, what do we want to talk about from this whole season? Wait, wait, we got one more fan to shout out. Oh yeah, though, right? oh, oh, yeah. Do we want to get to that now? The winner of our yeah. contest? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've been offering tickets to go to the Downton Abbey exhibit. And, uh... Someone left us a review. There hasn't been many reviews of our podcast yet, but one person did. Yeah. So the username is Cheviot, C-H-E-V-I-O-T. So I know this individual, I believe, sent me a message on Reddit. So we will be in contact with you. I hope we're not butchering the pronunciation of your chosen username. But thank Mm. you for the kind words. Hope you're telling all your friends, and hopefully you're in the New York area. Yeah, and we'll get you those tickets. We will, and if you don't live in the area, and you have friends that live in the area, or if you want us to pay them forward to some of our friends out here, you know, we'll let you make the call. Maybe you're in Detroit, Chevy Yacht. (laughs) Come on down. Yeah. So that's, I think, all the sort of bookkeeping and business we have to get out of the way. Yeah. So we have we're done fiddling through Lord Grantham's library. Mm-hmm. Now on to talking season one on the whole. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you want to get to first, man? There's there's a lot to tackle. Well, I feel like in the episode breakdowns we kind of talk about things on a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. So what I have done, and I feel like this project in and of itself will wind up taking some more time as we discuss it. So I'll just jump right into this. I have taken all of our character rankings from the entire season (laughs) and compiled them into a top three and bottom three. But now it's like, how, how does that work? Like how often they appear or no. So how we rank them. Okay. So for example, what I did was I made a column of positive votes and a column of negative votes. So if you were ranked, Number three on the bottom list, you had minus one. No, you were ranked two on the bottom list, that's minus two. And you were ranked one, you had the worst episode, that's minus three. Okay. So then for the positive side, if you were number three, you got plus one, two plus gotcha. two, one plus three. And So I voted for England as number one in episode seven. I don't know how... So I'll tell you, spoiler alert, England... May or may not appear on our list. (laughs) 
all right. <laughs> but so so what I did was I tallied all of it, so the positive and the negative, and then I subtracted the negative votes from the positive votes. That's heavy math. All right. How about this? I we'll go three. We'll go third place, bottom and top. Second place, bottom and top, and first place, bottom and top. Sure. Let's do okay? it. Okay. So we'll start on the bottom with a negative three points. It's a five-way tie. <laughs> There's just so many characters. And here's where, you know, you can see the negatives are a little less uh, balanced. So it's negative three. So that means whatever, plus or minus, they wound up with negative three. So we have the nation of England okay. has negative three. Well-deserved. The Duke from the first episode has negative three. I can't remember who he was now. Oh, man. Um, the Charming Charlie has negative three. <laughs> A lot of these are my number one rankings for the worst weeks. Because they have no positive. All they have is one bad episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, Daisy oh. leaves the season with minus three. Okay. And get this. Lady Mary. <laughs> oh, wow. Minus three. Wow, she's at the end. Okay. So how how are how are we thinking about that? Obviously, um, charming Charlie, the Duke, and I mean, the nation the of England of things, as a whole. In the grand scheme of things, uh, none of that none of those really matter except maybe Mary and England. I think. What about Daisy? She's fine. <laughs> she's really more in between than anything. I think. So you don't think that Daisy Daisy having like the third place tied worst season is anything more than just that's expected i think well she goes through a lot of beratement over the season and but you've seen the last episode things are turning around for her with uh with pat moore so maybe it doesn't matter as much that she had some downer weeks she was kind of taken advantage of for sure yeah we all have rough stretches and lady mary that is i was shocked doing the math i know neither of us are are 100% 100% in on Team Lady Mary, especially at the end of season one. Yeah. She's kind of mean to Cousin Matthew. But, right. wow. I don't know. Did you, you did you make your own end of season rankings? I did not make own? my own. Should I, I can do that on the fly. Do you have your end of season rankings? Yeah, I have my end of season rankings. Okay, so Lady Mary, that's really the big one. So, the top. Okay. Third place on the best list. With a tie with five points each, Lady Edith what? And, and Mr. Bates. <laughs> well, no, I don't understand that. There's no way that Lady Edith had that good of a year. But I think on an episode-by-episode episode breakdown, there are so many episodes where she does nothing that she really doesn't do anything bad that often. Yeah. So she's only so getting... She I mean, in episode seven, the finale, she is a B-word for sure. It swings around and well, she's favorite. yeah. She is it episode seven or episode six when uh, Evelyn Napier comes back to tell Lady Mary. Well, it's the last episode. So the last episode. it is you know like she's not great. Like I'll, I'm looking at her chart right now. She had positive six, Jeez. and one. She was third place on the bad side one time. I think all that Sir Anthony love towards her really <laughs> made things go well for her. That is, uh, yeah, so Sir Anthony kind of coming in and putting Mary in check and then treating her so well did her good, yeah. despite... I'm surprised Bates, Bates is that low, though. I mean, 
I voted him as having like the worst week in the first episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess he had a lot more negatives, even though he had positive weeks too. So he overcame it to make it onto the top list, even though he had negatives. That just, yeah, that absolutely. Mr. Bates came back in a big way. Yeah. All right. So number two on the bottom list with negative five points. Mm-hmm. Uh, William. <laughs> Who cares about William? Who cares? Apparently, not many people. For not us, we don't yeah. like him. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he did get like the one good shot in on Thomas where he punched him, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. William. His mother died too. <laughs> <laughs> now, now it's all coming together. Yeah, um, <laughs> it gets pretty rough. Thomas, which Wait, makes sense. We- He's no, he's numbered one worse. Numbered no, he's tied in in second place with negative five. Oh okay okay. Tom, yeah, that's fair. And Cora. I mean, yeah, Cora came in late with that baby. Dad. That la- that last episode really did screw <laughs> her over. Yeah. Oh man, it's Thomas and Cora. Yeah, that's fair. Um, because yeah, Cora never like same thing with like Edith. Like Cora just never comes up and then i guess she just has one bad week and it's just yeah one really her. bad week where <laughs> yeah. where she Too slips bad, on a bar of soap summer. and yeah but i'm surprised thomas isn't number one because yeah we he's been just failing throughout the whole season of getting things done well okay so second place for the top positive season mm-hmm. so the second best season according to our numbers this is us this is what's so yeah. strange about it with six points in the green, Mrs. Hughes. What? <laughs> what, what how? <laughs> it's, the numbers, to... there's a ton of people in the middle. So, yeah. like, negative two to positive four, there's a lot of people. But I don't know what she's done to deserve being number two. I don't, I can't she had one, that one good episode where she turned down the proposal. And we both put her oh, at the top. That's right. Yeah, she was. She asserted herself in the episode. That was that was strong. All right. Well, good for her, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good job, Mrs. Hughes. You earned it. So, the moment of truth. The worst performance, according to our point breakdown in season one. It's a two two people at a tie. Mm-hmm. Negative six points. Oh man, Kamal Pamuk. <laughs> that that's fitting, yeah. And Lady Sybil. <laughs> oh man, so six votes for every feet that Kamal Pamuk is underground. Yeah, one vote for every foot he's underground. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm shocked that Sybil is yeah had the worst season. Cause that's yeah, that's really surprising to me. Cause I mean, I guess that punch that she took really. <laughs> put her down but i mean overall she really found herself during the season and like made something of like her cause of like helping people that you know didn't have rights and stuff so yeah that's shocking to me she did have a really really bad episode with that getting punched in the face yeah she got fell in the mud that one time yeah she did i think she lost points for that yeah but all right and Number one, the best season of Downton Abbey, according to our votes, 
best season? Best the best the... character in the season. I'm I'm okay. mixing up my words. The best character in season one of Downton Abbey is Anna with nine yeah. points. So far and away the highest. Nobody is above six but her. <laughs> uh, she's just the best, you know? She's a sleeper. Yeah, she does her job. Everyone likes her. No one hates her at all. Yeah, she doesn't do she doesn't wind up on the bad end of much. No, no. So that that works. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Okay. So that's well, the that's the number. I was actually very uh as I was doing this, I was kind of shocked with how it was you, turning and you, out. And you counted the voice, votes twice, right? That's all accurate. I no, I didn't because this is I have a life and a job and and so on and so forth. I okay. did I counted the votes once, but you know if there's any fans, maybe maybe Chevya or Dockerific want to double check our our work. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, all right, but I mean, so now after those rankings, what's what's our overall takeaways from the season, like? Because the one thing, like, you know, it's crazy that Sybil's at the bottom because you look at the season in terms of character arcs, and I feel like there's very few of them that actually see an entire arc over the season. So much of because, like, so much of it is just soap opera that's just ongoing stuff and it doesn't really fulfill itself. Whereas, like, you see a distinct shift from where Sybil starts as just, like, another one of the daughters who's highfalutin to meeting this guy, this guy, Branson, who window peaks yeah at her frock she's fashion forward that's the thing so my mom tuned into the podcast and she was saying you don't know what a frock is she was really disappointed that i was asking what a frock is it's a dress i I know that now now yeah i mean can you really expect us to know these things that's that's the appeal of the podcast is that we don't (laughs) yeah we're just ignorant um but no Sybil, like really you know she helps out gwen and that's like the one thing that like i just remember but from season one just even from the past, is just that, like, you see her help this one person, like, get a job and make something of herself, and, like, that takes place all in season one, whereas, mm-hmm. like, the rest of season one, it's just, like, well, Matthew and Mary, and it's, like, that's an ongoing thing. That Like, as you can see, it's going to lead into season two. There's going to be more of that. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any major takeaways on the season? Um, knowing that where the rest of the show goes... Not, not nothing. No hot takes. Yeah. Perhaps the not the best answer to give on a podcast is that I don't have anything to say. But it's I mean, a, it's a good season. Well, here's one interesting thing: is like we're called the Lords of Grantham. This is the name of the podcast. Grantham doesn't show up on the bottom or top of the list in either of those things. A lot of very important people don't show up on the bottom or the top. Yeah, and when you think about it. Grantham's almost like a bystander for most of the the season. Like he's involved in everything, but he's never like a center driver of like plot mechanics. Like he tells people, like he tells Sybil, "Don't go to these rallies or whatever," but she doesn't listen. Like he's just a part of things, but he's never he doesn't have his own story. But you know? in in looking at the numbers in front of me, yeah. Lord Grantham has a positive nine, so his positives are only equaled by Mister Bates, who is also a positive nine. Oh, However, wow. his negatives were six. <laughs> well, so he winds is... up in the middle, but he does get attention. There's certain characters like P- Pamuk that just had one terrible episode. 
and winds up with negative six. Whereas yeah. Robert has a couple of good episodes and then a couple of bad episodes. So he kind of uh, evens out. Well, I guess that speaks to his importance in the show that like, you know, when he guides things, he has a heavy hand, but when, when people don't listen to him, it reflects negatively on him. It's mm-hmm. like he has sway, but when people don't care, like he just, well, man, he's just having a bad week. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. And reputation is everything. And if that's, uh, if his is going to tarnished, well, it's a bad week to be Grantham. Yeah. There's, I, I think there's only a couple characters that had like a clean on one end. And Anna was one of those characters with no negative votes and nine positive votes. Yeah. And a couple of people that only had negatives were William. Who had the most negative votes of all the people? I'm looking at this now. Thomas. Okay, that's fair. Nine negative, four positive. All right. Yeah, because he, he came around late at the end with uh, procuring a job, so. <laughs> yes, to to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, it shored up the negativity. I mean, I'm kind of shocked that Bates was so high. Considering the first episode, he's kind of a, a klutz. <laughs> he's yeah, we, the we, the pilfering wine thing hangs over him the whole season. Yeah, and the limp corrector. Right, but he but he manages though, as he as he warned early on, and he does <laughs> grab Thomas by the by his collar and shoves him against the wall. <laughs> You'd think for a man who has like one bum leg that he wouldn't have the support to do that, but he did it. <laughs> he did well. I mean, he only has a bum leg when it's convenient for the story. The rest of the time, he's That's just fair. kind of moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One other thing, though, is like, so it seems like when the show starts, a lot of these characters, they have a history. Like, you know, Grantham knew Bates before Bates came there. Uh, Thomas and uh, Hughes have been a nuisance for a long time. O'Brien. O'Brien. Hughes and Carson. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, they work together. They all have a rapport and stuff. But one thing I was wondering about was just Edith, you know, like, was she always this petty? Like, you know, you you think, like, is is this, like, is the show beginning with her just sinking down to, like, lower levels to, like, get back at her sister and stuff? Like, is enough is enough time for a change for her this season? Is this what we're just seeing? I mean, she's the middle child. Yeah. But does she, does she, is she always a heel or does she turn heel here? Yeah, is that what we're witnessing? I mean... I don't know if I, I, there's definitely heel traits, mm-hmm. but there's also positives with Sir Anthony. You see that she just wants to be accepted clearly by the comment that Lord Grantham and uh, Cora made about her being their like caretaker when they're old. The bar is set very low for Edith, so it's mm-hmm. she's kind of been cast in that right heel middle child. Yeah, that, that's true. But she, she definitely cranks it up when she sends that letter to the Turkish ambassador. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen in the coming seasons? Because I can't remember specifics, but maybe she gets even worse off. I can't That remember. is one thing that this, this podcast in revisiting the show has, has done a good thing of is fleshing out episode by episode these things that we might not recollect. Yeah. And I do, I have been a huge fan of, of that kind of reflection that you really don't, you know, there's so much TV, you don't get the time to really sit with things like we are with this. And there's just so many characters, you can't even really like, when you're watching it, it's just a lot to juggle, but to go back and kind of like dive in, I'm really appreciating this. Yeah. 
But uh, you mentioned there one of my, my favorite quotes, and I know we a compil- made a compilation of some of our favorite quotes from the season. Okay. Well, you my- did. I, I, I'm, you lay it on me. I have a couple off the top of my head. Okay. Well, I, I, I did on a, an episode-by-episode episode uh, basis. And uh, the first episode, the, the biggest one, I can manage. Oh, I can manage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Mr. Bates in a nutshell. And it's, it's stayed true uh, throughout the series. Uh, and episode two, <laughs> I found – it's funny because the Dowager is, like, often referred to as, like, the – favorite character on the show by a lot of people because of her one-liners i didn't have any one-liners that really like stuck with me what Most of them... she has the what is a weekend quote that that is one yeah yeah and she says put that on your pipe and smoke it <laughs> is that really her though is did we find out if that it's her actually... it's absolutely her <laughs> so, i wrote that down in my notes for that episode that she came up with that and she quote. has the swivel chair quote that's true I guess these weren't any of my favorites. My favorites came from Patmore, uh, Burning Daisy. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. No, in episode two, she says, "You, sh- uh, I should knock you down and serve your brain as fritters. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's harsh. That's um, why Daisy's rank so low, because she gets, just gets beat up. Yeah. Episode three, Daisy, what happened to you? I said you could go for a drink of water, not a trip to the Nile. <laughs> oh, boy. No, yeah, yeah. Those are my favorite quotes from those episodes. And then I, I think episode four had the, the quote of the season. I think you know it, Dave. <laughs> Mr. Bates? Yeah, oh yeah. Say you, it. You bastard. Yeah. The fans love it. <laughs> you know, it's just a, it's just a great quote. Uh, number five, Pat Moore. Judas was only trying to help. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it's, Pat Moore is really underrated with her barbs. I'm, sur- I'm telling you. And then... Um, yeah, episode six, poor Edith. We never talk about her. You know, the chorus says, Edith will care for us in old age. Grant them. What a ghastly prospect. <laughs> Is episode six clumsy clodhopper too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and then episode seven had my personal favorite. Why must we live through them? They're just our employers. Thomas, speaking about his employers up, upstairs. Oh, boy. Speaking speaking for, for the lower class. Even if he is a piece of sh- trash and was talking about a dead baby when he said it. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be some good quotes from the fair. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few. There's just too many to choose from. So I, I think I just kind of went for my favorite. Those, those are just a selection of my favorite. I, I did I did not look at all, so I, can, I can't I can say. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I, I have my end of season rankings if you want to do those right now. Sure. Okay. So what's your number three on the bottom? My number three is uh, Thomas and O'Brien. Okay. Uh, so uh, they just failed at like every attempt to really make Bates look bad. They tried and tried again uh, with the bottle swiping, and they almost got away with it. But then they always got caught out. So uh, you know, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm, they're at the bottom. I mean, they didn't lose their jobs, and things are looking up for Thomas. I, mean, I know it's two characters, but I'm just lumping them together because they're inseparable. So that's why it's kind of shocking to see O'Brien with the. Uh, Positive votes, but uh, yeah, they're my my number three. Oh, I didn't necessarily say O'Brien had positive votes. Oh, okay. she has she negative waited. one. Oh, okay. She had because there was that one episode where they got the better of Mister Bates, and I think you gave them positive points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just one time. Well, I I did my hot take. Bottom three is done. Okay. On a season wide arc, Pamuk is the number three on the bottom for me. <laughs> 
Well, I debated putting him on my list, but it was, I, I thought, is that really fair? <laughs> His name is brought up in every episode from when he's in it to the end of the season. That is true. He's dead. Uh, he's a dead man <laughs> who has more attention put on him than Mr. Mosley. Yeah, yeah, th- that's fair. Yeah. The fact that he was only in one episode just kind of made me just kind of just exclude him. But uh, he's okay. the he's the cause of all this trouble. Yeah, just because he died. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, speaking of death, at number two, I have Cora, uh, just because uh, the baby losing the baby was just uh, that is true. She ends the season in a, in a, in a, a very tough spot. So, uh, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> we really need to move on from this. It's been brought up too much since it happened. Well, yeah, she she was my number one. Oh yeah, just because yes, that's bad. Okay, it's bad, and but, then you know it's her daughter's causing all this trouble. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're. It reflects that. poorly on her parenting when her middle daughter is sending a letter about an affair that her other daughter had, <clears throat> and then her other daughter's getting punched in the face at a, a rally. So you're just piling on. So it's not only the fact that she had a, a baby die, but that she's just been a poor mother. <laughs> not necessarily a poor mother, but circumstantially, okay. she's had a rough go of it. Okay. Wait, who's your number two, though? You skipped over that. Well, thinking season-wide, William really has a rough go of it. He's not that important, but he's number two. Without even looking, referring to our agree uh, the, the numbers. Yeah. William, like... He likes Daisy. What about that pretty piano ballad that he did or whatever? He was, he's gone piano. His mom dies. <laughs> oh, it's all death related. He starts a fight, which is, sure, it's okay, but he starts a fight. Fired. It's not good. No one's happy. What about the time when he got a few months off to watch his mom? <laughs> to, watch it, what, to watch her do what? <laughs> her last moments. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good day to watch your mom die. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, my uh, number one for being down, which kind of surprised me, uh, I'd marry. Uh, just because the way that note that the season ends on with her, it's pretty rough. I mean, Edith really gets one over on her with like the reporting to the Turkish embassy, and then like the engagement being up in the air with um, Matthew and Mary. I, yeah, it's just, it's just downer. And the fact that she also was involved with Pamuk dying, like, and that's just going to be part of her reputation from there on, and nothing means more than reputation. I can't mm-hmm. help but have her at number one. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, well, you want me to start with number three of my top ones? Yeah. Okay, my top, my number three top, Sybil. Sybil? Uh, yeah. You mean, the As according to our numbers, the worst. I know that's what's so shocking to me. But as I said earlier, she actually had a complete arc where she started to like assert herself and you know figure out who she is. And uh, now, does she get uh, like brownie points for her affiliation with Gwen? Yeah, because I mean, Gwen really, has a pretty good season for being a boring character. It's all positive without... aside from falling in the mud. Yeah, I mean she just wouldn't be there without Gwen, though. I mean without without Sybil. Sybil's okay. the reason. I think if there is no Sybil or no Gwen, Sybil's season isn't as good. Well, she found, yeah, I mean, she found Branson, yeah. 
we don't know anything about what's going to happen with her and Branson. They just have That's a connection. True. Yeah. And he's a creeper for all we know. A, a socialist creeper. Yeah. <laughs> they really they never address him being a perv in that window. <laughs> no. It's really not. I mean, it's it's good that a Shelly Downton doesn't have to stoop to the lows of like a, a peeping Tom, but they could. There's evidence. Like they, literally, he is literally a peeping Tom because he's Thomas Branson. Yeah. Pe- right, peeping Branson. Peeping Tommy Branson. Uh, my number three is Robert, Lord Grantham. Oh yeah. I feel like he does a lot of good things in this season. He he's a character that we care about for the right reasons. He puts yeah. he puts bad people in their place. He tries his best to be a good father and reacts accordingly when his daughter does things like go to a political rally and get punched in the face. But that's the thing. I think he gets heated a little too often. He gets a little too upset. So uh There are months between these episodes, so he could be like a a great humanitarian and then we just see him scream and then the rest of the time he's, you know, <laughs> Living the best life. Yeah. But, I mean, well, his his hotness yelling at the Duke, for example, made him both of our number one that week. Yeah. So his temper works in good ways and bad ways. And Lord Grantham, things like episode two with uh, Mr. Carson and the charming Charlie guy. Mm-hmm. He, he's very forgiving for a man of his level. Like, he doesn't punish people... He, you know, Thomas deserves to be fired. Yeah. And he doesn't, you know, he, he's excited at the idea that, oh, he got another job. He's just leaving. That's perfect. I don't need to be a jerk and fire this guy. That's fair. He's got a lot of heart. Okay. Well, for my number two, I have uh, Bates. So, two. yep. So do I. Yeah. Uh, my, my whole reasoning is just like, I mean, you said like, we don't see the months in between things. Well, I know Bates had hardships, but he held a job down for two years. Considering those hardships. He's complaining about not being respected, but he worked. Yeah. But he's, he's had the job for two years, especially considering his circumstances. I think he should be happy with where he's at. He absolutely manages. Yeah, yeah, he, he can manages. manage. He is a regulator. And he's got a girl. Yeah, he does. Wait, do you, do you have the girl up there? No, I actually didn't put her on. She's Me not. Me either. I don't, like, she, it's just, I know she finished the top of her overall, overall season rankings, but, like, She's not too much of a, I don't know. I just, she's just a good person, but not, I don't, she's just a good person. Yeah, she's a good, she has good episodes, but on the whole, she's kind of supporting Bates. Yeah. She's allowing for Bates to overcome things like the pilfered wine. Right. And all the BS that he has to deal with with Tom and O'Brien, Thomas Mm -hmm. and O'Brien. Yeah. Well, for number one, I hate, this may shock you, I have Carson. Okay, that is shocking. Uh, because, A, he gets out of that whole Charming Charlie's uh, pickle. Like, he, he'd been worrying about so much about his past. He gets out of it. Doesn't have to worry about that guy coming back. Um, he has a, a lot lot of back and forth there with uh, with Hughes, like, uh, to get along. And uh, at the end of the season, he has a telephone, <laughs> and he's got Patmore back with glasses and her cataracts fixed, and, like, she's in a good spot. So, like, I think things are going well for him considering his job that is true and he's and he a he's very paternal and we see how much he really loves the the granthams yeah and also having to be a manager of thomas and o'brien and then like 
their whole nuisance with Bates and stuff and having to put up with that, he did it really well as a boss. So big ups to him and getting doing his job. Okay. My my number one <laughs> is cousin Matthew. That makes sense. Maybe he doesn't end the season in the best place. Yeah. But, you know, all things considered, he might have lost everything and Mrs. O'Brien made sure that he didn't lose everything. Yeah. He doesn't I lose mean, his inheritance. He might have yeah. lost Lady Mary for now. But at he the, goes from the, nothing, not nothing, he goes from like middle class to inheriting this giant mansion, which is pretty awesome. And at the very least, he also got his mother a house of her own, too. Yeah, so in the event that, you know, Mrs. O'Brien didn't help him out with the soap. Yeah. He still would have had his, a house for him and his mom. Yeah. And it's funny that he wasn't in our rankings, really. Or was he in our ranking or overall? Let's see. Like... Cousin Matthew, where are you? He, positive two. I guess just because he's always just trying to get attention from Mary and, like, he only gets a little bit of it. He has good episodes and then he has kind of eh episodes. His yeah, best he's... episode is The Riot. Yeah, because he just knocks that guy out. And he's just, he helps cover it up. And that, is that the episode where he says, uh, he proposes and he says, or no, the episode before it's like, if you liked discussion like this, we should see each other more often. Oh yeah. Yeah. He like lays in heavy. He's not afraid. No, no. He's good. He's a good guy. Good catch. And I know, I mean, only, only way to go for him is up as far as I'm concerned. Lock her down. Lock down Mary, man. I don't. Hey, she said no. Yeah, she has a lot. War is imminent. We don't know. Maybe he goes to war. Maybe war ready. (laughs) I hope our listeners are ready for war because it's coming season two. Yeah, absolutely, it's coming for real. I I can't wait to dig into season two. (laughs) Season two is when it really goes off the rails. Like we, the world has been built, and then. Like it's not like one of those shows where they introduce the family and the whole season you get to know the family, and then the rest of the show is like, we know them, so let's complicate them. It's like, oh no, there's World War One. Yeah, that's just happening. Yeah, well, we'll get to that soon. Yeah, next week. So I think we're all set here, right? In season one, that closes the chapter. I said that's all. All right, we finished season one. <laughs> okay. So yeah, remember everybody, make sure to, you know, hit us up with your questions and comments and opinions and we're going to try to get some more contests and giveaways for people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, be sure to keep up with us on sh- social media, you know, Twitter and Facebook, just Lords of Grantham. Hit us up, Lords of Grantham at Gmail if you want to email us and privately talk good or bad about us. Instagram, Lords underscore of underscore Grantham and iTunes. Give us those five-star reviews. Yeah. No, we appreciate, appreciate any support. And like we said on the Twitter, the five stars, like we would give a Pat Moore meal. <laughs> yes. Even in Detroit, even in Detroit. Yeah. All our people in the motor city. Yep. We'll put some more Eminem music on this. Okay. <laughs> all right. We'll see you in season two. <laughs> <laughs>